This morning, as we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark, we find ourselves at the end of the sixth chapter where Jesus does another great miracle. He walks on water. I mean, this amazing story is found in Mark 6, verses 45 through 56. Let me read the story for you. Listen carefully. It says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd after leaving them, he went up on the mountain to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them walking on the lake. He, he was about to pass by, but, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought that he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were, were healed. Let's bow for a word of prayer. God, this is an amazing story. And again, it reveals that your son is simply amazing. And God, I pray that we will honor him as we, again, study this passage. But God, I pray even more that we will honor him from what we learn from today's scripture. And so be with us. Bless us. Open our hearts and minds to your truth. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. It was back in the fourth chapter of Mark that Jesus did another miracle on the Sea of Galilee. That time Jesus was in the boat with his disciples when, when a furious squall comes up that threatens to sink the boat. The disciples wake up Jesus who is sleeping in the back of the boat. Teacher, they, they said, don't you care if we drown? And so Jesus gets up and rebukes the wind and the waves, and the sea is completely calm. I want you to hear again what both Jesus and the disciples say next in, in, in Matthew, or excuse me, in Mark 4, verses 40 and 41. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. That storm had tested the disciples' faith, and they had failed the test. They should have believed in Jesus. They had heard him teach. They had seen him do miracles, but sadly, they chose fear over faith. However, at the same time that they knew that they knew that there was something special about Jesus, even the wind and the waves obey him. I mean, who is this guy? 
I mean, only God would have the power to do such things. Could Jesus be God? The disciples weren't sure. Now here in the sixth chapter, it is several months later. Over those months, the disciples have seen Jesus do even greater miracles. He cleansed a man possessed by multiple demons, sending the demons into a herd of pigs. Jesus healed a woman of an untreatable bleeding problem by her just touching his clothes. He raises Jairus' daughter from the dead, and he gives his disciples authority to drive out demons and heal the sick themselves. Then just this day, Jesus feeds a crowd of more than 500 people with five small barley loaves and two small fish. And the disciples pass out the food as it is multiplied. Now I wonder with all of that, have the disciples learned anything about Jesus? Have they learned anything about putting their faith in him? As we've been traveling alongside Jesus and his disciples, we have heard the lessons that he has taught. We have seen the miracles that he did before his disciples. And we have experienced at least secondhand the happenings that he shared with them. And so I wonder over the months, as we have been studying through Mark, have we learned anything about Jesus? Have we learned anything about putting our faith in him. Well, today Jesus is going to test our faith as he tests the faith of his disciples. Notice how this morning scripture begins, Mark 6, verses 45 and 46. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to Bethsaida. While he dismissed the crowd and after leaving them, he went up on a mountain to pray. Jesus made his disciples get into a boat without him because he was going to test them to see if they would be fearful or faithful. Of course, Jesus was enduring his own test that evening. Listen to how the Apostle John describes what happened right after he had fed the 5,000. John 6, verses 14 and 15 say, After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did... They began to say, surely this is the prophet who's to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and to make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. The crowd thought that Jesus was the promised Messiah, which was right. But the crowd also thought that the promised Messiah would be an earthly king who would free them from Roman rule, which was wrong. And Jesus didn't want his, he or his disciples to get caught up into that kind of thinking. And so he made the disciples get into a boat. He dismisses the crowd, and he goes up the mountain to pray alone. He must have prayed that night for refreshment for all the busy days of ministry he had had. He, he must have prayed for help in dealing with the crowd's temptation to be Kim King. Their king. He, he must have prayed for strength to endure all the challenges that lay ahead. And he must have prayed for his disciples who were not developing a faith in him as quickly 
as he would like. That night, Jesus wants his disciples to take a big step. (laughs) Moving from faith, or excuse me, moving from fear to faith. The, The same steps that he would like us to take. Moving from fear to faith. Step, step number one, knowing that you are never out of Jesus' sight. Though Jesus had gone up the mountain to pray, he amazingly never lost sight of his disciples in the boat on the sea below. Mark 6, verses 47 and 48. When the evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Jesus seemed to have supernatural sight that could see his disciples on the lake struggling. And Jesus still has that same supernatural sight that can see us when we are struggling. While there are many different causes of fear, there are four causes of fear in these verses. And the disciples were experiencing all of them. First, being in the dark causes fear. It was in the night when the disciples were on the sea. The wind and the waves were bad enough, but the darkness made it worse. You know, we can go to bed concerned about some issue, but in the darkness of the night, that concern can easily become fear and anxiety. Second, being alone causes fear. The last time they were in a storm on the sea, Jesus was with them and calmed the storm. But this time they are alone without him. Who's going to calm the storm? Calm the storm within them. And who will calm the storm in us when we are alone? It is easier to find faith when someone is with us, but alone we can easily give in to fear. Third, being tired causes fear. The disciples had been straining at the oars for many hours and have only gone a few miles. They are tired, tired from the whole day. And when we are tired, our minds don't always think clearly and fearful thoughts can overtake us. And fourth, being in a storm causes fear. The last time the disciples were in a sea storm, they were afraid. The wind and the waves of the storm, again, can cause fear. In the same way, the storms of life can cause us to be afraid. A sickness, a death, a family problem, a marriage challenge, a financial crisis, a job loss, any of those things, and a thousand other things can bring anxiety and fear. And how good it is to know that Jesus sees us when we're struggling. He knows when our fears and anxieties get the best of us. But just like the disciples, you and I need to know that we are never out of Jesus' sight in life's storms. That helps move us from fear to faith. Step number two, knowing that you are never out of Jesus' reach. Jesus is on the land and he is praying, keeping watch on his disciples. The disciples are in the middle of the sea and it certainly would seem that the disciples are out of reach of Jesus and Jesus of them. 
But that's not the case. Look at Mark 6, 48 through 50. About the fourth hour of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Miles of water may have separated Jesus from his disciples. But Jesus didn't let that stop him from going to his disciples. He walked on the water to them. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning. This is after the disciples had been struggling for many hours. I know that some skeptics suggest other explanations for what happened here. For example, some suggest that the boat was traveling near the shore and the disciples only saw Jesus walking in the shallows. But that doesn't match the details of the story. The boat was in the middle of the lake, not along the shore, and he was walking on the water. People, this was a real miracle, a real miracle that demonstrates Jesus' power over nature. A real miracle that demonstrates that Jesus is God. Just like the feeding of the 5,000, no one can do that but God. What I found kind of troubling about these verses is to think that Jesus would wait to come to his disciples. And then he was about to pass by at that moment when his disciples needed him in the storm. Does Jesus just pass by sometimes when we need him amidst our storms? I thought that he came to us. I I thought that he was always there for us. But as one commentary noted, Jesus only came over to them after they responded with fear and cried out. Jesus doesn't force his way into our lives, into our storms. He he waits for an invitation. He waits for us to cry out to him for help. As long as we keep rowing through life's storms ourselves, he will let us keep rowing ourselves. It's when we recognize that we can't make it ourselves through the storm, that's when he comes to us. Of course, the disciples didn't recognize Jesus in the dark that night when he came to them. Instead, they thought that he was a ghost or an illusion. That's when they cry out in fear, and immediately Jesus assures them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Take heart. It's me, Jesus. Stop being afraid. I right here with you. How good those words must have sounded to the disciples in the midst of the storm. And how good those words should sound to us in the midst of our storm. To hear Jesus say to us, take heart, it's me, Jesus. Stop being afraid, I am right here with you. The New Testament often repeats that promise. Jesus said before he ascended into heaven, he said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And then the the word repeats that assurance in Hebrews. Never will I leave you, it says. Never will I forsake you. Just listen to these words from David in the 
139th Psalm, verse number 7. Where shall I go from your presence? Where can I flee from your spirit? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. These verses make me think of the gospel song, Reach Out to Jesus. The song says, Is your burden heavy as you bear it all alone? Does the road you travel harbor danger yet unknown? Are you growing weary in the struggle of it all? Jesus will help you when on his name you call. He is always there hearing every prayer, faithful and true. Walking by our side in his love we hide all the day through. When you get discouraged, just remember what to do. Reach out to Jesus. He's reaching out to you. Knowing that we are never out of Jesus' reach helps us. It helps us move from fear to faith. And step number three, knowing that you are never out of Jesus' care. Jesus is not only aware of you in your storms. He is not only there for you in the storm. He cares for you and will get you through the storm. Mark, Mark 6, verses 51 and 52. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for, for they had not understood about the lows. Their hearts were hardened. What sweet assurance to his disciples when Jesus gets into the boat with them, and the wind dies down. That reveals two things to his disciples. First, it reveals how much Jesus cares for them in their storm. And second, it reveals that he has the power, the power of God to make a difference in the storm. No wonder it says that they were completely amazed. I mean, he walked to them on water. He got into the boat with them and the wind stopped. They should have known by now that Jesus is God with all that they have seen him do, especially the feeding of the 5,000. But the disciples are slow learners with hardened hearts and minds. But Matthew 14.33 records their conclusion after this miracle. It says there, Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. They may have wondered who Jesus was after his first miracle on the Sea of Galilee. But there is no wondering here about Jesus and who he is after this second miracle. Truly, he is the Son of God. And Jesus is still the Son of God. And he still has the power, the power of God to make a difference in our life's storms. And he cares for each of us personally. Notice how this morning's text concludes. Mark 6, 53-56. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gethsemane and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, 
people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. These people of Gesenaret knew that Jesus cared about people. And so they ran throughout the countryside and brought the sick to him that he might heal them. And he healed them. He cared about their physical needs. And I want you to know this morning that Jesus cares about our physical needs. But he also cares about our emotional needs and our social needs, and most importantly, our spiritual needs. Remember, that's the reason, the main reason that Jesus came, to live and die for our spiritual needs. The cross then should remind each of us of how much Jesus cares for us, and knowing that we are never out of, that we are never out of Jesus' care should move us From fear to faith. That that brings us to our practical applications. What are we going to do as a result of this morning's story? Let let me suggest uh, four action steps for you. Number one, know that Jesus sees you and knows the storms that you are enduring in your life. Jesus still has that miraculous sight where he can see every person... (laughs) And he can see every need. And he can see every struggle. Number two, know that Jesus is always there with you in the storms. He and his help are always within reach. Again, we need to reach out to Jesus because he's reaching out to us. And so let's reach out to him in our storms. Let's not make him the last place we go to, but let's make him the first place we go to. When we're struggling in life. Number three, know that Jesus truly cares about you and has the power to make a difference in your life's storms. I mean, it's so important. I mean, Jesus cares for you. I mean, he cares for each and every one of you individually. And so you're not going through this struggle alone. You're going through this struggle With Jesus alongside you, caring for you and working with you each step of the way. And then last of all, let this knowledge of Jesus move you from fear to faith as it did the disciples in their storm. God doesn't want us to be fearful. People, he wants us to be faithful. And we've got every reason to be faithful in Jesus, to put our faith in him, to put our faith in him when it comes to salvation, but put our faith in him when it comes to life struggles as well. Let let me pray. Dear Father, I want to pray this morning for each person who's listening. God, we all have our struggles in life, and I'm sure that there are some who are listening this morning who have big struggles in their life. And so, God, I pray that they would know 
that you see them. That they know that you are within reach. And that they know that when they reach out to you, that you will care and you will work. God, be in each of us. Be at work in each of us. We pray all this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. As we say every Sunday, we want you to know that if there's some way that we can minister to you to help you when it comes to your faith, again, we want to do that. Uh, Please get in contact with us. You can call us on our church phone, 217-379-4443. Or again, you can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. We are here to help you in Jesus' name. Uh, We are his hands and his feet, and that's a responsibility that we take serious. And so if there's a way that we can help you, uh, do get in contact with us. Again, we thank you for listening, and we look forward uh, to sharing with you again next Sunday.